When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another lovely evening of Jaybird watching. I am Craig Boren, your host tonight. I am with Jason Lyons. How are we doing, my buddy? You know what, buddy? We're coming out of uh, uh, another one of these like major deep freezes that uh, we sort of get one a year uh, at this point. We we seem to get a really hot one and a really cold one. Um, now, the plus is um, for you know, us uh, left coasters who don't get a lot of cold weather is the kids get to go skate on on ponds and lakes and um, the North Vancouver firefighters, you know, let's just say they didn't do this, but they did possibly wet down a couple of lacrosse boxes in uh, North Van so the kids could skate on them. So a lot of outdoor fun was had. Uh, we're just about out of it. Like today was sort of like minus four degrees Celsius. Um, and yeah. then tomorrow is supposed to be it's supposed to snow tonight, be sketchy tomorrow. And then from there on, it's going to return to regular Vancouver weather, but uh, it's nice. I would oh. always prefer clear and cold, um, you know, to, to wet and warm. Weather over here in Western New York made headlines. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just saying, because there's that whole, you know, Bill's football game thing that got pushed off for a whole day. Was there anything better than those Steelers fans? just cutting their way through the dad, uh, mom, and one kid just cutting their way through the one aisle like crazy. And the funny thing is they actually did a decent job of keeping up with some of the snow, but the problem was they, uh, in Western New York and Buffalo, they had the travel ban. So they couldn't even get the people to come to the arena that wanted to actually help and get paid to yeah. help shovel out the snow. And the people that obviously were there are having a riot at the same time as making 20 bucks an hour. So that was yeah. that was a nice arrangement, honestly. And I was just sitting there going, it's like, I was surprised there wasn't like a bunch of families and goofing around and things like that was the only thing that was a little odd to me, but I'm sure it was like, you know, avoid child labor laws thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, it was funny because the Vancouver Canucks actually played in Buffalo, got stuck in Buffalo, couldn't leave. Yep. So they had to wait until the next day they flew from, or sorry, they took a bus from Buffalo to Toronto, flew from Toronto to Columbus, uh, played their game in Columbus and then came home. Um, yeah. But it's uh, it's amazing, not only, you know, not only Buffalo, but there, there's a whole bunch of areas over there on the East Coast that just got hammered by snow. 
And uh, they're saying next weekend uh, is going to be worse for Buffalo. And they're uh, they're hosting who? Kansas, Kansas City, aren't they? The Chiefs get to come to our house for a change for a playoff game, which is going to be a welcomed uh you know, change of pace. Yeah, all, I will say this. As my question is, when the game is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, this isn't an NFL podcast by any stretch of the imagination, but everybody knows you're a Bills fan and I'm a 49ers fan. So this weekend that's coming, I think, presents some of the most interesting games I've seen in a couple of years. Like these divisional final games and everybody that's in it's got a chance. Everybody that's in it's got an interesting story. Like, I like it all. Like, I mean, there's there's no part of this that I don't like. I mean, you know, young Packers going against the Niners. We've got Chiefs Bills. We've got, you know, the only team that beat Baltimore this year is playing Baltimore. Like, I mean, it's there's a lot of really cool storylines. And so I'm excited to watch football. It lines up nice. Week again. What's up? And then I heard one of the best, sto- just sports in general stories I heard in the last week. And this is the um, AJ Klein for the Bills. Did you hear this story? Mm-mm. So AJ Klein's been literally sitting on his couch. Oh yes, I did hear this. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was on. He was packing up the family truckster to take his family down to the Florida yep. Keys. When you know, not this week, but the week prior, the uh, Bills called him and they're like, "Hey, we're a little thin at linebacker. We need somebody that knows the system can that can actually possibly come to join the practice squad and help us join." Call him defense on the field do you want to come join us and when you have a chance to all of a sudden win a super bowl ring with a team that you've been playing with the last two years and you get that phone call i'm not shocked that he no acted yeah, accordingly. Totally awesome. but the shocking thing is that not only did he end up making the team and jumped right from the practice squad into the actual thing no practice no nothing for three days and crushed it and had one of the best performances of a defenseman I've seen this year. And so yeah, it was crazy knows? to see. That's it's awesome. an awesome story. Awesome. So anyway, let's get to the awesome story we wanted to actually talk about, Jason, Indeed. in Blue Jay fandom. And that is the rumor that all of a sudden Ross Atkins and the company have been, quote, unquote, monitoring the Blake Snell situation. This is a man that said he would love to come play for the Yankees a few weeks ago. And the person that also said that he would like to come play for the Yankees, Marcus Stroman, signed like five minutes later. And I don't even know if I want to know that Baltoff cocktail in that dugout right now with him and Juan Soto having, uh, you know, I won't say fights, but to that point, you could definitely tell there was some tension there. So first things first, how upset are you about missing out on Stroman and getting to see him in pinstripes? (laughs) Well, I mean, I've, I've been a Marcus Stroman guy for a long time. I do like him. I like what he brings. Uh, I, I was always, um, I was always, you know, upset for him when he, we, you know, when he did leave the Jays and his career looked like it was going quickly into the toilet. But I'm glad that he got himself, you know, fixed up and I got, he got his, his, um, his delivery changed a little bit and got, just got his pitching uh, figured out and got his head on right. Um, so, you know, great for him. I would have loved to seen him in a Jays uniform. Um, I do agree with you. Like, he's not a big fan of Garrett Cole. He's not a big fan of Juan Soto. Like, I mean, I don't know why, uh, of all the places that he could decide to go, why it was there. Like, I mean, he probably got a couple of offers, not necessarily, you know, tons, but at least a, a considerations. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe there was some talk about, you know, mending those fences and and doing the things they need to do previous to it. But um, 
you know, the Stro show will, uh, will exist on Broadway and, uh, you know, he'll have a platform for his big mouth and I think he'll probably enjoy that. And it'll probably be fun to watch for the year, you know, a couple of blowouts, a couple of thrown at batters and that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think overall, uh, and I'm starting to, you know, like I talk to a lot of my friends that are Jays fans and, and you know, people that, that, that are fans of the cast and reach out to me in between. And I think the general feeling is of disappointment. I feel like every single time we talk about somebody, that person signs somewhere else. And I think on whole that, you know, we're kind of getting to this point where, you know, I'm not sure what can and can't be done. Uh, I'm not sure what we've missed on and what we haven't, but I mean, I know that, I know that there's, there's still a couple of guys out there and I think they're probably going to be our main focuses. And I like the fact that we're going to talk about Blake Snell today. Um, because again, I feel like, you know, he, he's a guy that even though um, he expressed, he has had expressed no interest in going to the Jays. He's a Seattle kid. Seattle kids commonly have some sort of an attachment to Canadian teams. Um, I know Blake played a little hockey and I know that, that he's sort of, you know, he's that Canadian light that you sort of get in Seattle. Um, so I'm sure he's, you know, I'm sure he's, uh, he likes the team or, or I assume that he's, he's probably seen the team. He probably knows that there's really good potential with the team. And so, I mean, you know, weather-wise, it's not a good move to go to from San Diego to anywhere. But uh, I mean, you know, I guess if the considerations there, he's he's a hell of a pitcher to add to your staff. Yeah. So this is a guy that over the last few years has been one of the better pitchers pitchers in baseball. Right now, the zip projections projections on Baseball Reference right now are saying that he's going to have a, a eleven and nine record, three point two ARA. Uh, ERA, and he's gonna just destroy people again. So and he seems other, like a really good dude. Two hundred strikeout season. Yeah, yeah, I he agree. Seems like a, a and, quality dude. Yeah, to where you were going a minute ago too. This is a guy that also played for the Tampa Bay Rays for a long time. So yeah. it's not like he doesn't know Toronto. He no, played no. there a lot. <laughs> Being in the division, especially with the old schedule, they were playing us eighteen twenty times a season. Um, not the traditional or the traditional way where it was, and now it's like 12 or so games in your division yeah. or something yeah. like that with a new schedule, which is more play everybody, which yeah. honestly, I think that's more fun for baseball. I and mean, it gets us being able to see our blue Jays in some different cities that we normally would not get to see them. Right. For sure. You know, so to that point though, this is a guy that has won the Cy Young twice. Yeah, I know <laughs> he MVP votes too. And in the midst of that, this is a guy that is fresh off of that. So there's your catch. And yep. why it's going to cost you at least what they're projecting, at least $16 million a year to be able I think to that's probably low. But I, I think, think it's probably 20 you know, like, like, let's be I realistic. Who isn't, who, who isn't $20 million right now? Like, I mean, anybody right. that you're saying, what did Tay Oscar get, 23 You know, like, like no more than that. You know, but that. It, it, it's a, it, it, the, the interesting thing for me is now – you know, like, so a lot of the boards immediately are, you know, the, I love it when people on Twitter and all the rest of it start just ripping, you know, a lot of the talk moves to Bellinger. And I mean, Bellinger's asking for upwards of 30, you know, mm -hmm. holy alarm bells going off everywhere there for that. Like, I mean, that couldn't be a scarier number. And I mean, I feel like some ding dong is going to pay it. Like, I feel like the Mets are, or, 
you know, somebody who's got more money than brains will pay for them. Um, and then I guess we see what happens. And so where do we end up now? I, you brought something up before, right before we started, which I think is a really interesting thing that I think only hardcore Jays fans would really know anything about. We touched on it a couple of weeks ago and I'll let you sort of start and get into this kid a little bit, but I mean, this guy could be one of those, like just a complete diamond in the rough that, that, that you find, you know, playing in Japan and like, Oh, okay. I know where you're going now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I didn't know I, if we were still on Snell. Yeah. Well, we can, oh, I mean, we can stay with Snell for a bit. Let's stay with Snell for a bit. I mean, you know, it's, I, I think the big thing with Snell is that he's going to demand 20 million. He will probably yeah. ask for some term. And then where does he fit in your starting You know, where does he fit in with your starters? Is he number five? Is he I don't number know if three? I care. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, he's, he's pretty darn good. <laughs> so in this, so outside of the Blake Snell decision, if that's where the Blue Jays are currently monitoring, I think that points to the fact that they have not been able to find that giant move to bolster the offense. 100%. So the, the, trying to make this up in the aggregate would be just to get everybody humanly possible to make sure you have every game pitched like Kevin Gossman pitched last year. Yeah. You're going to at least keep it close and then hope you get enough offense, which if you have seen anything you've been seeing with anything on social media, Vladdy's in great shape. He's tweaked his swing. So God knows what that's going to do. I, there's some new video out there. I highly recommend to all Blue Jays fans that he was clearly not doing the little toe tap that he was doing and getting loaded up. It looked like he might be loading earlier, which I think we all talked about on this show a little bit. That was the key the last year when he started going a little bit, he was hitting the ball with a better timing. Yeah. And it's all about starting that load for his batting swing. Just a little bit earlier. So if he ends up doing that, Jason, you get some of this offense back that you didn't get last year from somebody like Vladdy. If you get him back to a hundred RBIs, maybe getting somebody like Snell to just completely dominate everybody one through five in this rotation is enough. If you keep you might be right here. one or two runs, yeah, I, I mean, score three. There was a lot of games this year where the Jays just didn't show up offensively for really good pitching, and right. I feel like you know after having Gosman for a year and after having the guys that they do have um, now for you know a couple of years each, I feel like the Jays are starting to feel more responsible for picking it up for their pitchers. Um, and I think that for anybody who's played baseball, they know how important that is, is that you you have to feel responsible when your guy's in there throwing absolute darts. You have to feel like you've got to win for this guy. If you feel like, well, ah, we can just, you know, we can roll on him and, and we'll, we'll score when we can score and blah, blah, blah. No, the mindset has to change. The mindset has to change over to we're going to go get for this guy. Right. And that's what really good teams do. They know when their pitcher is 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 throwing dimes and they go out and get. And, you know, really good teams, elite teams, you know, like the teams we saw pass the Jays in the playoffs last year and move on to the next basis. Yeah. Those are the teams that not only do that when their pitcher's going, but they also realize when their pitcher isn't going that they've got to crank it and break the knob right off. And that way their pitcher can get back into the dugout and be like, oh, okay, we just scored five. I've allowed three. I, you know, I can pick this back up. So it's, I think Blake Snell would add a very, he's a lefty, 6'3", 225. Um, he's got four four pitches, I think. 
um, all of which Easy are, are pitches. devastating. Like none of them are like, meh, like you, he, he can throw all four all game long. Um, he's, I think yep. I, I read a stat that he's one of the, um, pitchers that makes it longer into the games than, than most average starters do. He's got a really long, he's a true ace. Yeah. He's a true That's ace. Really what it comes down to. Yeah. And so I'm I mean, not saying that we don't have aces, but if you were talking about a place, Jason, to throw a bunch of money that you were ready to show at show, throw at Shohei Otani, you were paying Hyunjin Ryu $20 million last year. So you could turn around and flip that same amount of money, not ch- change your payroll one dime, and already be better on I the pitching be, rotation than you were last year. I think maybe for our next show, it would be very interesting to dig in deep and see if we can find out exactly how much money, based on last year's payroll to this year's payroll, the Jays have as a buffer. Like, even if we just take it straight up. Like, I mean, it's got to be a right now, You already got two big things. You've got Ryu's gone and Chapman right now. Right. Gone. Those are two pretty decent. That That's probably at least $30 million. Right At there. least, I'd say. So, I mean, you know, w- what are we trying to do here? Like, what are we, are, are, are we trying to, like, I just, I feel like, that 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 Ross Atkins and the rest of the the noodle heads up there, I just feel like they're not attempting to push the needle as hard as they need to push it. And I don't one more time want to get into another season where the Jays start performing and then they're like, "Holy crap, we got to do something!" Like that's not the way that you could, especially if you have money. Like Rogers has money, yeah. and, and like we've talked about, if you were going to throw money at Shohei then take some of that money, make a bold step, get Snell, get Solaire. Like, let's get serious. Like, let's really try and start to win, win the division, really start to, 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 to you know, drag the Orioles out to the woodshed and, and, and really show them that, that there are better teams than them. And the same with the Yankees. And the, like, dominate your division, go into the playoffs on a high and, and maybe win this thing. And to that point, look how those teams that you just listed are built. So the if you were talking about trying to figure out a good way to counter those teams, right now those teams are built on offense. I tell I only make you look as short-sighted as what the Yankees have done this offseason. I'm sorry to say Marcus Stroman wasn't moving their needle. That was just throwing somebody else that actually could eat up innings like Domingo Herman that they lost in free agency. Yeah. So great. Fine. You're getting Average pitching level back on that whole thing. But on the offense size, they added Juan Soto to back up with Judge, Stanton, all these guys. That offense has gotten a lot more intimidating. So the way to maybe counteract that is literally to get better on the defensive and pitching side of the ball. So maybe the Blue Jays saw that that market was going to shit. And maybe this is for many a one reasons or stupid comments like John Heyman that mentioned, hey, this is better for baseball for the Blue Jays not to get these guys. Uh, you know, but... At that point, if you have to do something, and let's say the Blue Jays have, let's just say for the record, the Blue Jays have tried to find that bat and tried to do it, and they haven't been able to close a deal on somebody like Belly or any of these guys. You may get up on the other side of the ball. If you can coax Blake Snell to come in and, oh, God, think of the two-headed horse. That's A.J. Burnett and Roy Halladay. Yep. All day, every day yep. with Gossman and Blake Snell, and then not to mention Barrios, Bassett. It, it's just lights out. And then God forbid one of them gets hurt, Jason. We still had the Ricky Tiedemann to come yep. up. You yep. still have whatever the hell you're going to get from Alec Manoa if he's not traded. So 
I'm honestly looking forward to the, I'm going to quote our friend, Jason, uh, the heck that's on their show every once in a while here, Jason, but um, I'm looking forward to the Alec Manoa revenge tour. <laughs> and I'm, I want, want to see it i'm selfish and i want to and, see it happen I mean, in the blue jays uniform when he just shows everybody he's like last year was a fluke i'm gonna drop dimes this year yeah i i would be real like i mean it'd be really interesting to get any more information than the small little trickle of info we are finding out about alec Manoa. i mean um if alec is ready to come back and he's ready to to you know regain that all-star all-star form then then you're right i mean adding a guy like snell you know it, it, like you, you start to look at teams last year or over the last couple of the years that have used pitching to get to where they're getting. I mean, if you can't get any runs, you're going to win. Like one nothing is still a win. You know, like that that doesn't matter. So like when you how look many at one run ball games we lost. Oh god, let's not even talk about that. But like if you're the Twins or if you're you know Houston, if, if you're if you're the elite teams, you have to have. Those multiple, multiple guys that can get you through strong games, lots of good outings, pitches you can't hit, um, you know, horses. You need horses. And to add Snell to this, uh, you know, to the Jays rotation would be huge. I mean, it lightens the load on your middle relievers. It lightens the load on your closers. It's Those are all things that come October are hugely important. You know, if you've had Romano who's maybe saved himself for 30 or 40, you know, extra innings that he doesn't need to pitch because you got a guy like Snell mowing guys down all the way through to the eighth or ninth, then it makes yeah. a massive difference. And we should, we did we even mention that, that um, Jordan signed? Romano signed. No, we did not, but he is back. He, he was, he wasn't a free agent though. It was that arbitration fund. Yeah, so he was going to be a Blue Jay one way or the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he was being paid appropriately, the Blue Jays did something to piss him off. Like they did a, the last person that went to arbitration was Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on that yeah. note, we keep forgetting too, that this rotation also has Yusei Kikuchi after which, what do you, what do you, which, which, which one are you are going to get this year? Yeah. I, I feel, like, I feel like Kikuchi <laughs> has, has righted his ship. I don't think we're going to see the mm -hmm. other. I, I feel like Kikuchi is going to be one of those guys who, you just start to get quality innings out of, you know, like a, um, like a Hernandez from the, the Rangers or, a, or sorry, yeah, Felix Hernandez um, or, you know, guys that can just mow and and he'll give yes. you, you know, a Tim Lincecum, uh, guys who, who can pitch you into the fourth, fifth, sixth. He'll give you good innings, good quality ABs that, that they're not putting the ball out of the yard. If you can play D, you can win games. I feel like Kikuchi made a massive change in his whole everything last year. So I, I, same with Berrios. I think him and Berrios, you're going to get very similar. If they can stay healthy, you're going to get very similar to what we saw this year, which is really good pitching. And then you've yeah, got then Bassett. Your point, yep. Bassett you know, and all those Bassett's guys. Bassett's going to be Bassett. Your, your normal one through four right now. We still have a wild card in that five spikes. Right now, according to every metric you would ever – Look at online for who does depth charts for their teams. Alec Manoa is that fifth starter right now. Yeah. And like you said, for a team that's competing, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But yeah. to that point, it is a wild card. And what does if that do for bring an ace? Like, what does that do for Ricky? I mean, that gives him more time. But it also, it may give him the essential fire that was never lit under a few of the Blue Jays pitchers' asses to get them pushed forward into the majors. You know, Nate Pearson right. being one of those guys. Like, if you can light a fire under Tiedemann and say, hey, buddy, 
it's going to be you or Manoa. And we don't know where the hell Manoa is or what planet he's on or if he's going to drive up in a Volkswagen van with big long hair. Or, you know, we don't know. We have no idea. Oh. No one's seen him. So why did you just give me a full Daniel Norris? Yeah, Daniel Norris. Like I love him in a van yeah. <laughs> down at spring um, training. But um, you know, could could that make Tiedemann finally just say, you know what, screw this. I, you want me to be five? I'm not going to be five. I'm going to be three. You know, I'm going to be. And two. he earns it though. I know. Yeah. But to it's that amazing point, what being I don't think this blocks. Let's say you do pay out Snell and get him a crazy deal here at the age of 32 um, and get, or sorry, 31 um, and get him on this team. But I don't think you lose the ability to still hold on and Manoa, put him in the bullpen, or even for that matter, Tiedemann, because you can put him in the bullpen. And then next year, Yusei Kikuchi will be a free agent. So you're going to have a possible hole in that rotation in 2025. So you bring in Snell, you still aren't blocking a full Manoa comeback tour or a profit of, you know, or not, sorry, promotion to uh, Ricky Tiedemann to come yeah. up next year and just take a starting spot. Because yeah. there's holes yeah. in our bullpen right now. This is a bullpen that's going to have possibly Mitch White in it right now if we ended up starting the season right now <laughs> as our lawn guy. I'd rather have Ricky Tiedemann maybe come up that spot. <laughs> or to you, that Mitch, point, but, uh... Manoa and earn his spot. Yeah, but yeah. so yeah, it's um, uh, Blue Jays fans. I see plenty of you on the in and out of here. I have seen double digits and whatnot, and then back down and back up to double digits. Say something in the chat. We'll talk it out here with you on Jaybird watching. Yeah. So yeah. Jason, go ahead. Um, I mean, I think you know one of the other thing you know, and I think we'd be you know sort of remiss to not you know mention the fact that I've been watching a lot of sort of the baseball pundits talking about. Um, you know, what the Jays, like the Jays, interestingly enough, as much as we're bagging on them for not doing anything, I don't know if you've seen, but like 10 out of 15 baseball writers that pick the World Series for next year have picked the Jays to be in the World Series. Now, that can be a blessing or a curse based on however you look at it. It's the same as the Madden cover, you know, deal with whether you look at it as a curse or a blessing, whatever. It'll hear you. But I know. (laughs) But... I find it interesting that that some of the scuttle that comes from that is talking about guys, um, the the Buffalo Boys that came up, and how those guys could have a real series. Like we, they're saying that we, and I, you know, I like to think that I know a lot about baseball. I I really, you know, I know what I know. I don't know everything. So stuck here with me. It can't be known that much. <laughs> talk about Schneider as being possibly, you know, one of the biggest linchpins in the entire league right now like if he can improve two degrees from what like like five percent from what he did last year he will be a a real you know game changer for the jays and i mean they've got lots of guys that can make make hay but i think when you're talking about a guy like schneider and you've got all these people saying you may not have even scratched the surface on this guy at this point. Like you may be seeing like a, like a John Allerud or a, you know, a, a just like a guy who knows baseball so well and can play at that same level, which is the hard part yeah. because he knows baseball. He knows the game. He's good at he it. Play it and he can play, you know, like there's, yeah. there's, I find Matt Chapman is similar. Like Matt Chapman is the kind of guy I feel like if you were to walk up and go, Hey Matt, you know, what did you think about the, you know, the 82 Yankees? He'd be like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you'd be like, what about the 76 Reds? You know, I, I feel like Schneider's that same kind of guy. Like where 
like he just loves baseball and he's good at it. You know, it's so, I mean, I feel like, like getting Snell would be a massive addition, massive. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think then you could alleviate the, the, the mockery that's sort of been chasing Bellinger a little bit and maybe just sink your, your, your talons into Solaire, spend your money and let's go. Let's get rolling here. You know, we, we got Danny Jansen re-signed, which I'm happy about, you know, and, I feel like Danny, uh, I don't know if you saw this either. So they rated the catchers in the um, the majors and he was way down on the list. And I'm like, what are these guys? Hey, well, Parker six. I know. And, and it, I mean, maybe it's because he's hurt so much, but maybe, I mean, you know, Danny Jansen is another guy. If he stays healthy, he's going to have a, a monster year. The, the pitchers that we have like having Jansen catch for them, which is big for Danny. Right. And you know, he also can slot in as a pretty devastating um, uh, DH when he's not playing. If he can hit, maybe that keeps him healthy. Uh. <laughs> True story. Let me throw that scenario at you. What would be the worst case scenario? The Blue Jays um, just picked up another catcher and released Tyler Heineman the other day. He's supposed to be just as good defensively. I forget his name, but as far as his possible bat the ball gets or he he can make better contact is Ben Heineman. So you possibly now have that guy. Is it the worst thing in the world? The Blue Jays strike out on DHs and you have Danny Jansen start half of the games at DH and stay actually in the lineup because in all reality, I agree with you. He's a great catcher, but his bat when he hits has been awesome. So you need that bat in the lineup one way or the other. If you had his bat in the lineup in those Brandon Belt spots maybe last year, it might have been the difference in some games. And I'm not dinging Brandon Belt with that at all. I'm just saying that's how good Danny Jansen was when he was hitting for power when he was hitting hot. He's had some – Danny Jansen's had some crazy – like if you guys, baseball fans, if you want to go out and check some of these weird stats, like I think Danny Jansen, when coming back from injury, like the the three weeks after coming back from injury is – Batting average was like 780 something. He's got like like 42 home runs. Like it's it's crazy. And he'll then he'll go, you know, he then he goes cold for a while, but then he gets hurt again and then he comes back and you know hits three and three and and like he just goes crazy. And selfishly, Jason, I think that's why I'm thinking it wouldn't be the worst thing if he focused on hitting first. Yeah. He yeah. could be, you know, think of me. Edgar Martinez was a horrible third baseman, but he could rake at the plate. <laughs> so it could be something yeah. like that. I have no idea. You you don't know until you try it. But to that point, we know Danny Jansen can hit. And I w- I've been one of those uh, people that have been waiting for that switch to hit. If you look at what his stats look like for a collective window of 162 games, he's one of the best catchers in baseball. Oh, yeah. Because that's basically what his stat sheet says on it. He's played 162 games yeah. <laughs> over three years. Um, it would be very interesting to me to see if if you had that backup catcher or you use the IKF slash Dalton Bar show to make up your backup catcher, which, yeah. mind you, they could do. And then have Danny Jansen be the guy that dispels somebody every or Kirky every couple of days, and then DH the rest of the time. Yeah, I don't. I I totally I don't. don't disagree. I mean, what they've got to do something to get Varsho going. Uh, I mean, he has been, you know, and you know, I know that we got railed by by some of the guys on fan sided in Jay's journal about how hard we are on Varsho. But I mean, the guy has proved nothing. He's done nothing, and until he does something. 
then I think, you know, you've almost got to look to him and say, Hey, do you want to catch a few games and see if that changes things for you? You know, like, He's not awful. He's just not what we expect when we look at what we traded for Gabby Moreno, right? And, you know, <laughs> and I'm it's really one getting of those... sick of pulling freaking Gabrielle rookie cards out of all these freaking card boxes on Friday evenings, by the way. <laughs> but he's, I mean, he's going to wear that scarlet letter until he does something. And I, I mean, I right. hope for the guy, I, I, I've been, I've been a really hard on him, you know, as a trade and other things. Did I lose you? <laughs> well, on that note, Jason, I uh, know where you were kind of going, but I agree with you. The fact is that Dalton Bar show, we were waiting for him to take that next step. You can see it in bursts. That, that spark plug that he could have in your lineup, but he hasn't taken that next step to just completely full form and out to be the we're hitting dead. prospect that we really needed. Oh, now you're back. I can hear you for five seconds. There you are. <laughs> I had to fill in the blank. I lost you. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, Go ahead. Anyway, I digress. I was just saying that um, I think we're waiting for Varsha to take that next step. And I think that's where you continued, but your internet kind of cut off on me there. Kind of like I did the one episode. I actually just went into a really heavy swearing tirade. And that was the internet actually. We're on a seven second delay, everyone. So I just got Don yep, Cherry. There you go. So <laughs> the internet was hitting the button for me to stop and it broke for a second. Mm -hmm. And then it ran out of loop and then had to keep going. So outside of that, though, but like I said, you got to look for offense. And I, where we were going, I think I tried finding the Blue Jays payroll over here on the other part of my screen. And everybody, it, it's all over the place. People are saying we're at 170. People are saying we're at 190, 160, 180. It's all over the place. But the main summarization of this that is we're under this luxury tax at that point, then after losing. Ryu, Chapman, and some of these other guys that we lost. So, you if you want to get back to where you were spending last year, and you had that budget approved, you actually have room right now, to your point, to be able to go out and grab somebody big. I might have lost you again. <laughs> so... Maybe Blue Jays fans, that's where we go. We can finally get that bat, and then these youngsters come in and start hitting the ball because I do think that D Danny Jansen at a DH spot, then you have Addison Barger or Alvis Martinez doing some kind of tandem with IKF and Biggio and Davis Schneider in second, third, and short around those days. Um, but to that, Jason, I think in the midst of that, the other part of this coin is here, if you go going into next season, let's say you do. Right now we don't have a third baseman. We have young guys ready to come in. You never know what that youth injection, and we saw that a little bit yet last year with the Buffalo Boys, to your point. Yeah, I think also, I think what the Baltimore Orioles have taught us is that they need, you need to trust the youth sometimes. And, and once we start to trust the youth, I think we'll start to see some different things. Not that the Buffalo Boys were were young, but I I think that what we, you know, what we need to start doing is we, if we have to put Barger at three, then Barger has to go to three and, you know, maybe he can go off at the dish and maybe he's the bat that we're so badly. I mean, the guy has not hit home runs everywhere he's gone. He, he, he hits home runs. He hits for power. He's fast. His pants are way too tight, but you know, he, I let, I'll let him like do it. Robbie Ray again. <laughs> oh, have you seen Robbie Ray's hair? Speaking of this bad oh, hair. Crazy. Oh, it's so bad. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, you know, I, I feel like I, one of the things that Rob... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ross Adkins might be doing to us right now is he may be doing the old Wizard of Oz thing where he knows that Barger mm -hmm. and these guys are going to be coming up and they're going to fill these spots. And he'll, he, you know, he'll be like, as the season starts, he'll be like, guys, look, I've got $40 million in play money here to work with to see where we go. You know, I'm not going to waste it at the start. I don't know how anybody's going to be coming out of spring training, but I'd like to see that. And then let's see if we can make some moves. But I'm going to I'm going to stick with the fact that I still think we should go, you know, great guns for, for Solaire. Um, uh, and, and now that the snelting is on the map, I would do that, too. Um, well, we find it's like the, the dam burst on the other side. We've got some. I know everybody is all of a sudden messaging. So first things first, um, we're going to get to the Toronto Blue Jays fanatical fan here in 0.2 seconds after we have this first talk from our buddy Frank. Um, Frank asking, why do the Blue Jays ask like act like a small market team? And at the end of the day, I don't know if they're trying to act like a small market team. I'm not trying to be that guy that's saying that they aren't. <laughs> but I see them trying on these guys and striking out for other teams. And I just point out the Shohei Otani fiasco full-heartedly. The Dodgers were much prepared, more prepared to be able to handle an international superstar to many of the things that you pointed out, Jason, to the fact that they have just jerseys in their store that are already Japanese, Korean, everything else. So they, they already had that marketing tool in hand, you know. So maybe it's just some of these things that were missing out on seeing but they're they are having a trouble this year at least bringing in that big market free agent but over the last few years we've gotten Hyunjin Ryu George Springer we've gotten a lot of big market free agent guys to come to play for the Toronto Blue Jays over the last few years but this year has been an odd free agent market and I think a lot of people would mention that to that fact of you know like I said watching us get out marketed by the Dodgers to get Shohei <laughs> But we have gotten big guys over the last few years. And I think last year they proved, Jason, that they want to be not a small market baseball team. They went over the luxury tax for the first time ever yeah. in Major League or the Blue Jays history. I do feel like if they want to win, though, they're going to have to ho really hover at that luxury tax level. Like, I mean, I really think that that moving forwards, if you're going to get some guys, there's going to be some guys that challenge you salary-wise, and you've got to take some chances and and hope that, that what you – Frank, you couldn't be more right, though, with – the, they, they do behave like a small team. They do sort of, and when they don't land guys, they're like, oh, you know, we're from Poducket, you know, rah, rah, rah. we're, you know, it's, it's, they, they don't ever come strong afterwards and say, you know, out loud, we had a really good chance of getting this guy and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I, I'm with you there, Frank. And then um, we saw a, a Toronto Blue Jays fanatical fan has come in, Craiger, with, uh, with a really great nice. point. Um, now, I love this guy, uh, Spaghetti Lasagna. I will call him for the rest of his life. Um, he uh, he was a Vancouver Canadian, uh, and we went and watched him a lot. Uh, really nice guy. He um, He's Canadian, yeah? He's from Surrey, isn't he? He is, I'm Point sure of it. 
I think he grew up there, but he was born somewhere else. It said. Anyways, he's a good yeah, baseball player. Venezuela. Yeah. The baseball reference. <laughs> so I mean, he's you know he's a guy that um that and I don't want to try and butcher his name. I feel so bad, but it's like Domila Domila Jerio Pamela Damiano Palmigiani is what there I heard. Was on yeah. Palmigiani is what I was Gianni, heard before. <laughs> I don't know if it's a hundred percent right because it's only as good as the person I heard it from. Jason. There you go. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, from everything that we heard, and we were really close. When you get to go to to, to Vancouver Canadiens games, I mean, you're literally as close as this cup is to the guys, and you you know you really get to see. And he always came over. He always talked to the boys about their little league stuff. He always had nice things to say. He'd always try and get them a ball. And so I I, I got nothing but good things to say about this guy. If he can make it, I know he plays first base, and I think he plays a little bit of third base too if they'll let him, but he doesn't have a great arm from three. So, you know, he, he can also fill in the outfield. He played a little bit of outfield as well. I think he, I think he even played a little bit of outfield this year. Um, yeah. But that now it's got him listed as a first, second, third. Second? Oh, God. I as far as what the Blue Jays' offense our uh, stuff says. But I, you are right. You played a little bit of everywhere last yeah. few years. Good guy, Swiss Army knife. Um, I'd love to see him in a Jays uniform, um, you know, but it's one of those things. Uh, I, there was a bunch of them, you know, Jays fanatical fan. There's a bunch of guys that had quite, quite a, a quite a, an off season this year when they went to the other Mexican or whatever they went to. I mean, a bunch of those guys were just like off the charts. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's interesting when they get to go and play against sort of low league major leaguers, what these guys do, because it's a different look than what they get to see when they're with the Bisons. It's it's some guys that have probably played, you know, some some journeymen and some other guys. And so if you're to shine in that Mexican league, it is a Mexican league, isn't it? Or is it the Texas league? Wherever well, he go. played in the Arizona Fall League. There, that was the that, one yeah, that he yeah. really, really, really made a name for himself because to that point, there's 22 games in that season. And he played really well in the postseason part of it, right? But he had 21 hits. And I know it doesn't translate to that point where you look at his batting average. He's batted 263, but 21 hits in 22 games is not any short good. For that. Yep. And then the fact that he scored 22 runs in the midst of that, along with six home runs and 21 RBIs. And that and is a highly competitive league. Yeah, that's yes. what he did for the Canadians. Yes, it's going to be, yes, it's gonna be very interesting because – yeah, he got so he got all the way up to Triple A with the Bisons this year, and um, I really wish it was a late season call up. I didn't get a chance to see him very much um, here in Rochester, New York. Um, but he batted two eighty four. Yeah. There is a there's a chance he could be this year's Davis Schneider or Spencer Horowitz or Ernie Clement because those guys are very much in the mix, obviously still. But the, to the, our fandom here, there is a chance that he could be a very good in and I'm going to give everybody the best offseason move that nobody's talked about right now as I keep forgetting to have this conversation with you Jason did you see who's been promoted to being a assistant hitting coach for the major league baseball team for the Toronto Blue Jays no no nope. Matt Haig he was the uh really. hitting instructor that was in Buffalo the last year and a half so matt Haig famously had an insane good year in the minors for the blue jays a few years ago and then it's like you know what i'm good and yeah. he just retired and apparently he got a job in the blue jays system as a roaming hitting instructor and eventually became the now toronto blue jays assistant hitting coach but some of you those guys see that. in the dugout 
yeah, some of those guys see that though. A guy like Matt Hegg, you know, he has a cup of coffee in the majors. He he knows he's probably good enough to play for three or four years, but he knows that if yeah. he if he can translate himself over into a coaching position, he can be cake for 20 years. And so, you know, good for Matt. He, you know, I recognize him from what your other highlight. And um, <laughs> you know, it's uh it, it's nice to see it's nice to see more of the Buffalo system moving upwards. Um, there's no bad parts of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you guys are all right. Like, I mean, and for me, you know, I, I I've been saying this for for a full a year and a half now. I want to see them all. <laughs> I want them all up. Like, mm-hmm. I would much rather have Barger at three than Chapman at three right now. Why not? What's yeah. the worst thing that's going to happen? He, he is he going to is he going to make that to twelve and <laughs> yeah? I mean. <laughs> When when Schneider came up, what, what was everyone thinking? Oh God, here we go! Like, who is this clown? Yeah. And then after a couple of days, even I don't even think oh the, base, yeah, the best baseball pundit had any clue. And I feel like baseball is such an interesting and romantic thing because I feel like in 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 this sport more than any other one, when a guy is presented with an opportunity, if that player is mentally strong physically strong and loves the game, they will be successful. I mean, you're looking at a guy like Juan Carlos Stanton who couldn't hit a baseball if you laid him down and just threw them at him. Like, I mean, he's so bad, but he's got no heart and he doesn't play the game with any kind of love. And that's why, you know, Aaron Judge, on the other hand, who I I wasn't a big fan of until I watched a couple of things on Aaron Judge. I'm a big fan of Aaron Judge now. I mean, I can separate the fact that he's, he's, he's in the right place. Yeah. Yes. And he loves mm-hmm. baseball. Like, I mean, he's going to play until the wheels fall off and he's going to be David Ortiz. Wherever he goes after the Yankees, he's still going to hit balls 450 feet into the stands. He'll have to have somebody carry him around the the, the bases because his knees and hips will be so bad. But he's oh, yeah. that guy. He's the guy that's going to be I- playing baseball and then I think the big one that we're not mentioning at all, and I'd be very interested if the people there are still some people in there, is Joey Votto yeah. has now come back to the top of the pile as being someone the Jays are discussing. And now there's three or four teams that are in on the mix. And so right. Joey has expressed interest in wanting to play for the Jays, not solely, but he wants to at least play one more sure. year. So could you get a hometown discount from Votto? I'd say so. Maybe get him for two years. Yeah. He's an upgrade on belt. He's an upgrade on a few different things. And just imagine the first time he runs out in that Jays uniform or, you know, halfway through and the season, media. if he if he wins again, you know, walk off home run or starting to come into September and he's, you know, he's hitting balls out of the yard for you. I mean, it's it's a Cinderella story that, that could be that, you know, we've always talked about what's the last piece. And we were like, oh, Don Mattingly. <laughs> But to your point, Votto or somebody in the aggregate in that, you know, that meeting that level on something, this team is that catalyst. We even talked about it last season, what takes them over the top. And it could be just the right mantra. You have Joey Votto, who is a lovable goof, but he knows this game and knows every in and out of it. He's kind of hard nosed, but I think in the proper manner, it's not the getting the, Josh Donaldson mantra that is, oh, well, you didn't play well enough and <laughs> play better. Yeah. You know, it's, not, it's the, I, it's the Dave Winfield. It's the Paul Molitor. Like we talked about having Frank Thomas in the DH spot yes. for those couple of years. That Frank Thomas, dead on. Out. You're dead it's, on with Frank Thomas. 
it's adding that perfect class act team guy that still has enough in the tank. And I'll go to the money ball example, David justice for the Oakland A's that year. Didn't squeeze the rat last of the lemons out of the baseball tree. Right. Yep. (laughs) I, I, I personally, I, I can say this with confidence. If Joey Votto signs with the Jays, I will fly to Toronto and I will watch a game in Toronto this year. There is no way I will not. It, it, to see that spectacle of that guy running out onto the field, knowing the history, you know, he grew up in Toronto, he played baseball in Toronto. Like, I mean, it's it's what every single parent who has a kid who plays a sport wants to see happen. Like, I don't know if Joey Votto's parents are alive, uh, but I can just imagine that first game with the entire Votto section full of people and just like I'm sure his parents were very proud of him when he became a red. I'm sure they're very proud of and all of his friends of all of his accomplishments. But oh, yeah. for him to don that Jays jersey and walk out on the field, it's there's very few situations that have that kind of ilk. You know, it's it's right. it's you know, Justin Morneau could have done it. If Morneau ever played for the Jays, even though he's not from Toronto, idea. Larry Walker, if Larry Walker had even played Perfect. one game for the Jays. And again, not from Toronto. Yep. So this is even more significant. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm all for Votto. It would be a wonderful cherry on top for his career, I think. And then the, here's the flip side of that coin. I don't know what the other teams that are knocking on his door are, but I doubt they're in the ballpark of having a chance to win the World Series. Yeah, it was Milwaukee, um, Minnesota, and somebody Minnesota, else. Minnesota, yeah, maybe. They'll make the playoffs, I think, again, or they have a good chance at in that division, especially with the Indians kind of like doing a quasi rebuild on the fly thing going on. It seems like this offseason, but I'm sorry, Milwaukee's to say, a waste of time. Milwaukee's a fire sale. Yeah, so waste I, I, of time. everybody. Yeah, they have some really good young talent, but they're trying to trade all their top end. Which to that point, we talked about in this. Maybe if you don't get breaks now, you find a way to get Corbin Burns. You know, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, but to that point back to go full circle here the blue jays need to make that big move and at a minimum the joey Votto thing would be a big enough move and fan appeasement <laughs> and yeah. <a> lefty back <laughs> and now i've total i've totally taken the conversation in a different direction we didn't even t- get to talk about um yariel rodriguez yay rod touch it <laughs> so have you seen what this kid can do? And uh, he he did put it on display in, for Cuba in the World Baseball Classic. What's well, interesting? So I didn't know much about him. We talked about about him a couple of weeks ago. I kind of looked at it a little bit, and then when you mentioned it, I just went and looked while we were. It's the glorious pit that the internet is. I just look at stuff while I pretend to talk about what I know. Well, you know what about, about yeah. baseball? So yeah, I mean, me, you can just talk for days. <laughs> he deals. Uh, it, interesting to see a Cuban playing in professional professional baseball in Japan. Um, there aren't that a lot a of weird Cubans. wrinkle to it. Yeah. There aren't a lot of Cubans over there. Um, but that being said, um, you know, he looks like he is quite a, quite a catch. If you can, if you can nab him. I know that there's a few other teams that are interested in him, but, um, yep. you know, he's, I can't, I was just looking how, you know, he's, 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 he's a good young player that could really help you out for, for a number of years, you know, um, he had a good year in Japan, and and um, he worked as a reliever. But they do say that there is definitely the potential for him to to be a starter um, if you needed him. But uh, yeah, uh, again, I like him a lot. 
Yeah, because like I said, I'm trying to find his World Baseball Classic, but he played with the, I think it's pronounced the Chinichi Dragons last few years in Japan. And these are pretty impressive numbers. And I know the baseball is a little smaller and <laughs> some stupid things like that. But he's throwing the ball 96, 97, it says yeah. in the article that I was reading with a plus slider. It was that's a, that's enough to build off of right there. If you're talking about even at a minimum, you get him here in the Blue Jays to be a reliever to start out with. And if he turns into another guy that can come in the spring training and show what he can do as a starter, he's clearly figured something out in well, Japan and you don't, that he you don't think a guy like that's going to be. You don't think a guy like that's going to be kicking the door down to get a shot in the majors? Like, are you kidding me? Like, we're you know, we're talking about a guy who escaped Cuba. Not that I mean, Cuba's mm -hmm. not the greatest place, but, it, you know, but goes to Japan, has worked hard on his craft and moved himself in a position where a major league team is interested in him. He is going to give you this year, if you get him, he is probably going to give you his premier year this year and next. Then he can sort of you know, trail off a little bit. But I mean, a reliever like him is a little different. Like if you've got 94 to 97, you can make a long living in the majors as long as you can keep your head on straight. Um, you know, Cubans tend to be pretty good in the majors. You know, they they yeah. they really know that once they're there, if they work hard, they can they can really, you know, Oops. really, really have a, a very good career. I don't know if there's any other Cubans on the Jays. There isn't, I don't think. Um no, but if you talk about somebody that might know he's going through a little bit, if he's played in that the Japanese baseball league, you say Kikuchi's from there. Yeah, so there's some common that. ground with it. There's enough Latina or Latino players on this team, and you know there's there is a very high essence of Spanish on this team. So I have a strange feeling, regardless if it's Cuban, this thing, that thing, everything, or wherever you got from, it'll find a way to blend and meld, right? And to that point, it's baseball. You go out on the field, you do what you're supposed to do, and put in his situation, put, put the opposing hitters back on the bench. It says a lot. It, it doesn't matter where you're from. That's the great equalizer at that yep, point, right? 100%. Help your team win. I, 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 I'm, I'm right with you there. I think, I think if you get a guy like that, you're going to get a hungry pitcher who, who really wants to play, wants to make a name for himself. So yes. Yay rod. And is that, that point, it's the right thing. Can we stick with yay yeah, rod? I hope so. Or yeah rod. Yeah rod. Yeah rod. <laughs> <laughs> to that point, uh, Yariel Rodriguez would be a get for the Blue Jays. That would probably be in that like flying under the radar move that nobody would have paid attention to. And then we get to be like, remember that guy? We talked about him yeah, before spring we training. That. Remember we did that? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and um, it it sounds like he has enough suitors, but it I would think that there's enough culture for him to come to Toronto in a possible winning team if he's going to be doing the free agent part. Well, that and they can like give him a spot. Hungry would want to be. Yeah, exactly. They've got a spot for him. Whereas I think some of these yes. other teams that are inquiring probably don't have a solid spot for him. They're willing to take a flyer. You know, they've got some room on their on their minor league team. They're will. So I think that the Jays yeah. would be looking to put this guy in and have him pitch. Um, well, to that point, our depth chart, quote unquote, is calling Mitch White our lawn reliever right yeah. now, which is slightly scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Love I know you, that Mitch. won't happen unless he all of a sudden freaking found something this offseason and came to spring training hot. Great. Fine. Well, That's the I mean, right I don't know if, I don't at that know point, if you, not be worrying about it. I don't know if you remember when he got traded to the Dodgers. What was that a couple of years ago, four years ago, three years ago? He was untouchable. He was. He was throwing. Yeah, it was different. all the right reasons. 
Yeah. I mean, his off-speed stuff was disgusting and he was still able to touch 92 to 94. And so that combo was untouchable. And then he came back the next year and it was like he was throwing it underhand with both hands. Um, not good. And, you know, so very Yusei Kikuchi-ish. If he oh, found very. It. And you got to wonder if a guy like Mitch White can't, you can't learn from Kikuchi. Like, that's another thing yeah. that I think Kikuchi's going to do this year is I think Kikuchi helps and Barrios help the whole staff because they've been to the bottom. They've been to the top, then they've fallen to the bottom, and now they're both back up close again. You know, and I think yeah. that, that that will really speak to some of the guy, the kids the Jays have on their team and really give them an opportunity to 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 give that coach slash mentor slash, you know, and I know it's in there for, for Kikuchi. I know I, I know he loves to 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 mentor and coach and 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 all the rest of that. So pretty cool. These are the right problems to have. But yeah, like you said at the beginning of the show, we need to sign somebody to depth in this whole thing out. <laughs> yeah. They need a stretch. And if you can't if get the go, offense, let's get if, the pitching. If the Jays go the whole offseason without signing anybody, I I I don't know. I mean I don't think that that's a, a feasible thing. I don't think this fan base will accept it. I don't think this fan base will accept going into next year without one sort of, oh, that was awesome. And I mean, I'll go back to it again. I feel like it's got to be Solaire. I think you've got to go at this kid. He was a, an um, a MVP in the in the World Series. Um, he's not happy where he is. Like you've got you've got to get this guy before somebody else does what everyone else has done to us so far. And And, you know, makes him a deal right now with the roster currently as it is the zip projections on baseball are sorry on fan graphs are saying the blue jays are an 89 win team where i don't think that gets it done no i don't need to be like 95 don't you 95 94 95 wins i'm trying to find right now that's saying that the yankees would oh wow that's saying <laughs> they're mean man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're saying so that's our record from last year they're saying the, the yankees are going to have the same record hmm. and it's because of pitching their run differential sucks on here um orioles they're saying are going to be about the same red Sox are going to be horrible rays are going to be the rays and take the division here is what they're saying over the hmm. over the orioles which right now but i don't know if I get now, Craig, Especially with that one gentleman that's been out for arrest and whatnot going on that they're not going to have. <laughs> Craig, let's not forget. Let's not forget what these these people using this system predicted for last year when we were getting close to the year starting. Remember, it was a an absolute garbage. Oh, you mean mess. that the Baltimore Orioles suck and they're not going to make the playoffs? Like, <laughs> they had the best record in franchise history, but no, don't worry about it. No, no, don't worry about them. If you're all looking for something fun. Go yeah. look at the projections from pre last year's preseason yeah, standings and see how bad everybody outside this show <laughs> said that the Baltimore Orioles were going to be. Man, I mean, there was lots, there was lots of baseball people. And I think, you know, the, one of the things that I love about our fans and I love about this show is I feel like we are mm -hmm. baseball people. We're not con overly concerned about the number. We're not overly concerned about different things. And I feel like, you know, one of the things that's made me a pretty good coach in my coaching career is I've always been able to sort of see that thing in a kit to be able to say, you know, you may not be great at this. I had a conversation with a with a um, uh, a mom actually today, or her son's a little on the fence about coming and playing baseball um, with longer bases and leadoffs, and you know, the the kid's a bit yeah. of a pinata, so he's been, hit, he's been hit a lot, and he's he's. 
I mean, he's scared of a six foot two, 13 year old throwing, you know, 70 mile an hour gas at him. And I'm scared of it too. I don't get in there, but the reality of it is, is I see that this kid has a, a lot of, of baseball potential. His mom does too, which is great. He just doesn't. So, you know, my hope is that, that through conversation and through other things, we can get this kid right. Um, and I even see it with major leaguers, right? Now. You know, like, like these guys have got to have their heads on, right? I feel like there was parts of the year last year that Jays didn't. And, um, you know, I think that, that, you know, we've got big potential this year. I, I don't, as you, I told you last year, I don't believe much of what I read about the the pre-guessing as to how a team's going to do. You know, I still feel like the Rays are going to be a very competitive team. I feel, I, I feel like the yeah. Jays are going to be a very competitive team. The Red Sox, I mean, you know, they've lost some pretty important parts. Um, have they made them up? No, but again, maybe they're in the same boat as the Jays are. I don't know the Red Sox depth. I'm hoping that their bad luck infected the Yankees with Alex Verdugo. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Verdugo thing's a total. We could probably spend a whole hour just talking about that. But, you know, yeah. the Yankees, again, they haven't changed the fact that that organization is, you know, is walking on eggshells at all times. I mean, they've set a precedence for that organization and they haven't been able to deliver in, what, 25 years? or so yeah, something like and that so i mean they either need to have to burn that thing to the ground and just start getting stars or they have to live in the mire that they've created you know they've got a bad coach and a bad um a bad culture and they have a great player in aaron judge uh, they gave up on idk too early uh, i mean i think that i think that jays fans are going to be happy with this dude and i think once this dude is is playing for a team where he can grow a beard and, you know, he can, you know, it doesn't matter if he wants to cut his hair. Have you seen what Verdugo looks or... like? What's that? Have you seen what Verdugo looks now that he's shaved? No. Oh, no. It must be awful. So do you remember those little, um, the, the games you would get like at, you know, at the barbershop that was that little face with the magnet filings that you would drag out on the uh, face to make it look like they had eyebrows and a beard and hair? Yeah. He looks like Mr. Wuzzy was the name of that game without the iron filings on his face. <laughs> wow. I mean, I still so, think the worst, worst, rough. worst one was Odor. I mean, when Odor went there and shaved his face, I still remember watching Who? a game. And my wife said, who's the 12-year-old kid on the bench? And I said, funny you would say that. He's probably the oldest guy on the team. You know, like, yeah, and he's the one that's notorious for getting in a fight with Jose Bautista. But he was unrecognizable, <laughs> anyways. Uh, Correct. So, I do want to have a little fun here before we go off the show. Is I think you've seen what I've been doing with the photos and stuff like that. Did you see the most recent thing I did with the AI photos? Uh, which one was it? Was it the guess this J or uh, it was the guess this J, but I did it with the um, stupid photo stuff that I generated on the yeah, AI yeah, photo yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think I know um, I'm just going to bring it up and see if you uh, remember, because like I said, I just want to have some fun here before we wander off. And I'm trying to get more people to buy into this whole thing, because I think it's pretty damn funny, honestly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, guess this Blue Jay and who this might be. Yeah. So is oh, this yeah. one, one you were thinking about? It's so funny when you when I saw it, because now that that thing has turned into like. We actually, you know, as a family, my boys re-listen to it. Um, mm -hmm. It's something that that I just, I cannot get enough of that that interview, that quote, just him as a whole 
Um, you know, and it's as soon cold. as it came up, I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like, it really is really good. Um, so the hint that I gave with this was monkeys don't cramp. Yeah. And best interview in baseball. Yeah. It, it, guys, so. anyone who's listening to the cast right now or who hasn't done this in the past, search Kawasaki's monkeys don't cramp uh, interview. It's the best uh, interview ever. It, it, is, it could be the best interview in any sport ever, except for, I don't know if you watched the, the Mike Tomlin interview last night where he was talking was about the game. Too. He's talking about the game, and they're like, "Do you know any more?" And the woman's like, "Hey, Mike, you've only got one year on." And he like, <laughs> he, did, he didn't even say, "God, so good." Um, well, the funny thing is, you bring that up about Monori Kawasaki, who was the answer to this trivia question. Because then, just to be this person, this was the other one. Oh, he's so Japanese. Good. Oh, so good. <laughs> so. Minori Kawasaki had, if you just go on YouTube and type in interviews with Minori Kawasaki, it is the best stuff imaginable. The guy is a comedic gem. He has perfect timing, everything. He should be a stand-up comedian at this point. I'm not just saying this because he's a goofball. He's a very intelligent, smart, very pointed person with his comments and everything. So the monkeys don't cramp thing. It was him clearly playing a gag. <laughs> <laughs> on, um, so and you could hear them laughing weird. you could hear everybody behind oh, yeah. laughing and the other things I, I mean and if you guys don't know who this kid is I mean he was so good they would cut to him on the bench and I don't know how he knew that he was always on the camera but he'd like yeah immediately he'd, he'd like he'd like start dancing and he'd like get okay. behind or yeah or that or just like I mean the whole thing it was just like it, it was like the Mets and that guy that that um, made up guy that they had. Like everything about <laughs> about Kawasaki was, and then he could play. Like I mean, you know, like he 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 was definitely a really good addition to that Jays team. And right. I, I'm just glad as a fan I got to see him for as long as I did because I mean, yeah. He's a good player too. People, yeah. he's a very underrated player for that kind of thing. Think about Hilarious. what we could have had on the bench that year. And all the plays that he got into and actually had a few key home runs and da da da. It was a he was a glue guy. You gotta yeah, have those guys in the butt the dugout. Yeah. So um, but to that point, I had to say I had to show you that because I didn't know if you had seen it or not. I did, and it was and awesome. I'm having a I'm having a little too much fun with this AI photo generating stuff and just steering it in the uh, Blue Jays culture direction because you can't type in players' names. Nope. That's the thing that sucks. So I have to type in something stupid into the AI photo generation. Yeah, like, the reference point. Like that reference was I typed in monkeys don't cramp, comma, monkeys, comma, Blue Jays. <laughs> awesome. All this stuff, and that's awesome. the kind of stuff it came out. Awesome. So, But Blue Jays fans, if you haven't noticed, that is something that's on our Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, so you can join in and um talk about get take a guess with us because that's the whole point you know i'm putting these things up so you're gonna have a guess and have some good fun with some blue jays fans so um jason is there anything else you would like to add before we go off the air is i funny enough we actually went way over the half hour yeah i know sorry we're gonna just do half an hour can't shut us up um you know thanks to frank (laughs) thanks to jay's fanatical fan um you know like craig was saying we saw the counter go you know probably better than live we've been in a long time there was there was lots of big numbers that we could see on this side which is great we love it when you comment you can also comment like if you've got any questions or you want to get something on the show or you want to talk about something you can always dm craig and i at you know at our socials through the jaybird watching social um 
you know, we, we love to be able to start talking. And like Craig said many, many times is Craig, this is a blue Jays fan based podcast. If, 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 you know, Jays fanatical fan, Frank, you know, my buddies, Craig, my buddy, James, like all the guys that I know that listen to sing regularly, sky, anybody, if you want to be on this show, just ask, we'll have you on the show. And it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, my buddy Craig Sterling did one right, a really weird one where we were in a hotel room together and, and but it was a lot of fun. You guys were Hawaii golfing or something yeah, like that. I've, was that one, I've right? been in Hawaii golfing <laughs> and yeah, it's uh it's a lot of fun and, and we're open to having people on the show. And if you don't feel like you can talk Jays for an hour, I mean, let us know and maybe we can have you pop in and pop out. Um, but yeah, um, you know, miss 10 today. Yeah. Hope your wife Hopefully feels better. All as well again. Yeah. Yep. Um, so but I, I know we're doing those kind of fun things and goofing around here, having a good time like we always do. And like I said, we're we're a fan show. So we're here to have fan interactions. If you just want to come on and talk about some stupid piece of memorabilia you have compared to other Blue Jays fans or some story you had with a player or whatever, we are happy to have you all on here. Yeah. Um, we're doing the AI stuff like I talked about for Guess That Blue Jays night. We're still trying to get everybody on page for our actual Guess That Blue Jay tournament on this show. I'm hoping, Jason, unfortunately, spring training's not that far yeah, I know, away. I know. <laughs> um, we're within the almost in a month window here. Yeah. Yeah. I, the other thing, guys, that and this is something that, you know, I know there's a lot of people that don't listen to this live. They listen while we're, you know, after it's been pre-recorded. Um, if you have a friend who likes baseball, if you have a friend that likes the Jays, share it. Our numbers have been doing, we've been doing really well. And we'd really like to take this thing to a level where we're, we're, you know, we're already good. We'd like to be in those in those great categories when you start to look on podcasts on on iTunes and Spotify and all the rest of that. You know the where you can get them being to have more conversations with Blue Jays fans. We're not here trying to line our pockets. We're trying to yeah get everybody involved. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> so true fans That's trying it. to talk to more fans. I'm out. So, and then the other fun things, well, I got another fresh oh, pack card of cards. Opening, yeah. If anybody wants to join in, we'll be here on Friday night opening these guys up. Got, I got a whole row of them here. I'm just going to keep going. I've gotten bitten by the hobby again. <laughs> so I'm going to keep playing. I thank Brian Parrup, our guest from a few weeks ago, from doing that all over for me again. <laughs> so until next week, Blue Jays fans, we are Jaybird Watching Podcast. We are live every Monday evening, usually at 7 p.m. Our schedules have been a little awkward over the last few weeks because of the holidays and juggling kids' sports and whatnot. But we are going to be here with you all off-season long until spring training kicks up. And to that point, join in. And if you miss us during the live shows, make sure you get wherever, listen wherever you can get your podcasting pleasures for and listen to at Birdwatching GC on all social media until next time i guess jason it's that time yep three two one Woo! i'm not frozen yeah, <laughs> there I is. Am. it's not working <laughs> thank you for listening to the jaybird watching podcast please follow us on facebook instagram twitter twitch at Birdwatching GC and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining it to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays go. Woo! Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.